0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today's Thursday, 420. We have some congressional shenanigans, and we have some AI shenanigans. That's today in Web3. Welcome back. Before we get into it today, please do me a favor. Subscribe, like, click the bell icon. They might be on different sides here, wherever they are. Please click them. It helps us get the news out every day, as well as if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor. Click those five stars and leave us a comment. It helps us get found in the search and give people confidence to click and listen to the show. We need Web3 News to get to the bull. It's coming. So let's be prepared. Let's get into those headlines. Disappointing, but not shocking or surprising. The New York Times has reported that Congress was trading during the banking crisis, and it showed that members were trading banking stocks while the public was worried. Here's some highlights from unusual whales. Representative Jared Moskowitz, he sold his shares of Seacoast Banking Corporation worth 65000 to $150,000 on March 10th. Right after he sold, the bank fell 20%. Representative Dan Goldberg, a Democrat, and the wife and children of Representative Ro Khanna, also a Democrat, sold shares of First Republic on March 15th. Representative John Curtis, a Republican, sold shares of First Republic on March 16th, the day the bailout occurred. Representative Nicole Maliotakis, a Republican from New York, bought shares in New York Community Bank Corp. after private discussions with the New York bank regulators and labeled it as her spouse's purchase despite being single. The stock rallied 40% two days later. Now, if you're wondering if there's insider stock trading or any collusion or corruption, <laughs> come on. Now, of course not. These are our Congress members because they told the New York Times that it was their trusts or advisors, not them trading. So obviously they had nothing to do with these amazing, this amazing foresight. It was, of course, the professionals. And the coincidences and the correlations line up too perfectly that there is not insider trading within Congress. We just got to stop stock trading. Full stop. Um, Dan Crenshaw, as we mentioned just the other day, before there was any talks about banning TikTok, and actually went to Congress, and we had the CEO go in front of the Congress, he bought Facebook shares, knowing that they would be the benefit of a ban on TikTok. Maybe they're even lobbying Congress to get this ban done. But Dan Crenshaw's shares are up 51% since he bought them in December. Obviously, the force is with him, not insider knowledge. These are the headlines that piss me off because they're pretty misleading. Even though they're true, they're still very misleading. Tesla's high-flying stock falls after earnings miss. Now, when you see this earnings miss, you'll know that it was barely a miss. And Tesla's still on the path of being a dominant automaker in all categories, not just EVs. As you know, Tesla's earnings reports came out yesterday. And here's what they said. Reported in Q1 review of $23.33 billion, slightly below the estimates of $23.35 billion, 0.02 billion, miss. The Q1 adjusted earnings per share came out to $0.85 per share below the wall street estimates of 86 cents per share and the revenue from q1 represents a slight dip from the 24.32 billion reported in q4 however it's 24 percent higher than a year ago and that's why i think this is a stupid headline because people are going to sell their tesla stock not because of this mist they're, they're trying to get in the market it's not because tesla is you not know, going to lose market share or not produce vehicles they are Producing more and more vehicles every quarter. They're dropping prices to be even more competitive. And I would not bet against their future because of this miss. And it's, I think, totally bogus of a headline. It puts people in the wrong position to make the wrong choices, in my opinion. But we're not here to talk about their cars or their market share or their stock prices. We're wondering are they still hodling Bitcoin? Well, Tesla made no changes to their Bitcoin holdings in the first quarter of the year. And it's still valued at $184 million of Bitcoin. Now, even though the price of their Bitcoin holdings is the same, the value of their Bitcoin holdings is the same, the price of Bitcoin went from 16500 to 28500 And the reason why it didn't change on their books is because current accounting rules don't allow for such gains to be booked. This story blew my mind today. I don't know if you heard this song. It's been out for a couple weeks. But it is an AI mashup. The one that we've been waiting for between Drake and The Weeknd. Hear this. And yes, this is completely AI generated. It is a song emulating the voice style of Drake and The Weeknd.
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: And it stirred up a whole new copyright debate across the music industry. This track is called Hard My Sleep, and it was created by a TikTok creator, Ghostwriter977. It went viral on YouTube, it went viral on Spotify, and they're playing whack-a-mole trying to get this re- removed because everybody's downloaded it, including me, since I played it here, and we keep pu- putting it out because of the amazement you can't tell. And honestly, it's a banger. It slaps. I mean, I would put this on my playlist. Now, in the comments of this song, Connor Sloan wrote this. The best thing Drake could do right now is to drop a remix of this. And I agree. Here's the thing. We obviously know, innately know, that making a song that sounds like Drake or The Weeknd is copyright infringement. 100%. But this is the first time this has been done. What's the laws? What's the procedures? What are the ways to stop this from happening more and more and more until it's just ubiquitous with the music industry, the film industry, the art industry? The thing is, this has to go to court. People in tech have to make solutions to stop this problem. Please reference two episodes from this show. Last week's episode with Philip Shoemaker about ID and AI and the one that's going to come out on Saturday. We're going to talk more about AI and the potential of it in the future. Email me your thoughts on this bookings at todayinweb3.com. Do you think this is something people should allow? Is it obvious a violation? Should people go to jail? Should people be fine? Should we allow this because this is actually a new kind of creativity? I want to know. Moving over to the EU. Lawmakers in the European Union on Thursday voted 517 to 38 in favor of a new crypto licensing regime called MICA, making it the first major jurisdiction in the world to introduce comprehensive crypto law. The EU's parliament also voted 529 to 29 in favor of a separate law, known as the Transfer of Funds Regulation, which requires crypto operators to identify their customers in a bid to halt money laundering. A tweet from the European Commission described the vote as the world's first crypto rules, saying we are protecting customers and safeguarding financial stability and market integrity. The rules will start applying from next year. Now, the question is, is how these rules gonna be implemented? I know that it's a framework. Are people gonna move to the EU because it's gonna be easier to operate and navigate the regulation? Or are they so restrictive and the bureaucracy and the red tape is going to be so thick that people are not going to be able to establish companies and operate there? We're going to have to wait and see, obviously, but if this is a framework, this kind of framework that everybody's been asking for here in the United States, we might see a surge in corporate development, in blockchain development, in industry development over in the EU. Are you waiting for a Twitter alternative? Well, maybe wait no longer because Blue Sky is rolling out slowly. But surely, Blue Sky is a decentralized Twitter alternative and it now moved to Android and it's created by the Twitter founder, Jack Dorsey. The catch is, right now you're going to need to have an invite. I have two opinions on that. Number one, I think it's fine because what you want to do is you want to get the biggest influencers and writers to make sure that they're producing content on this platform, which is going to attract more people to said platform. Also, you want to make sure that you're rolling it out in a way that you can scale. Make sure that there's no bugs and when things get to, get to scale that everything is operating properly however the only thing i don't like about the invite is it's basically choosing winners and losers in the early market as first movers saying you can get the early mover into it and if this actually pops off and becomes something very popular those first people those first movers within the platform are going to have the biggest and the most amount of followers in the platform obviously everything could change once the floodgates open but those are my two thoughts on opening blue sky the Crypt just went on Blue Sky as well, and I am waiting on my invite. However, if you are part of Blue Sky, it's a pretty small community and pretty elite. Only 25,000 people are on it. I, for one, am looking for a way and an alternative to Twitter. Doesn't work for me anymore. Not really happy with it. Sorry, Elon. I'm a Tesla owner. I love SpaceX. I love Starlink. You're failing with Twitter. Hopefully, Blue Sky fills the gap. The United States government is allowing the Voyager Binance U.S. deal to proceed. And parts of the non-contentious elements of the $1 billion deal could go through before the appeal is heard because it was getting appealed. There's getting the lawsuit. People wanted to block this deal. However, here's the catch. There's a four-month deadline on this and it's about to expire. And if it does expire, Binance could pull out the deal. And if they pull out of the deal, then that could pose another $100 million loss on the estate. So let's get it done. Let's get people's money back and let's worry about the details later because if Binance pulls out, there could be losses for everybody, up to $100 million worth. And finally, Coinbase is getting a Bermuda license and plans to launch offshore exchanges in the coming weeks. This license is a class F license under the Digital Asset Business Act, which allows Coinbase to conduct a range of activities such as token sales and issuance. Hmm, token sales and issuance. Coinbase token coming soon? It also permits it to operate both a digital asset exchange and as a digital asset derivatives exchange provider. So now we're going to have futures. Lark Davis, he tweeted, Coinbase just got a license in Bermuda to launch a futures trading service. It's not long before the main Coinbase exchange leaves the United States too, in my opinion, unless something changes at the SEC. Again, as you know, lawsuits are racking up from the SEC, from Gary Ginsler. We just saw Bittrex, even though they're leaving already, getting sued by the SEC. Coinbase has been asking for guidance and rules and talking to the government for so long that they're kind of getting sick of it. Last week, Brian Armstrong alluded to that they will move wherever is necessary to make sure that the company survives. So, are they just planning the move early? Are they making sure that they have an escape route? A plan B? I hope, I hope not. Now, let's get into those crypto prices.
0: Here comes the money.
1: Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 9.39 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at... $28,805, $28,805, down 1.7% in twenty-four. We have Ethereum at $1,969.69. That's kind of coincidental since Elon's launching the rocket on 420, 6969 69. 69. Just, just putting that out there. Anyway, it's down half a percent. is number three. Binance is at 326. And USDC is number five, running off the top 10. We have XRP, Cardano, Doge. Polygon, Matic, and Solana. The total market cap is at 1.21 trillion, a BTC dominance of 45.8 and an F dominance of 19.5, and I will see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. Hey, everyone. The bull run is coming. It's coming quick, and you need to be up to date on everything that's happening in the Web3 space. So please, follow us on Twitter and like, subscribe, share these videos so we can keep you up to date daily on Web3 News.